0: The voice of your valley on Merced's News Stock Station 107.3 FM 1480
1: AM KYOS. Hey, come on.
0: That's you, Merced. Winton. El Nido. Outwater. All of the little communities up and down to 99, that's right, here we are, Saturday morning. Oh, it's a busy Saturday, it's going to be a busy first segment. We're going to get right into the Merced City Town Hall, that's right, the Town Hall. The last of three that was held uh, February 14th, 2024. This last week over there at, uh, no, excuse me, it was Thursday the 15th, uh, the day after, I forgot. Uh, the day after, Thursday the 15th, the last town hall, city of Merced, Genoa School, my old alma mater, over there. Very well attended from what I could see from the camera angle. Of course, uh, they had all the folks there from uh, the different departments, the chief of police, the fire department, that sort of thing. And uh, let's get right into uh, one of the first comments, kind of interesting. Actually, we're going to go backwards. We're going to start out with... Tony the Tiger Martinez, a former councilman who used to be on the board for, I think it was just one term, and then tried for the mayoral position was unsuccessful. As far as I know, he's still a teacher. But he came up towards the end of the meeting and wanted to admonish the current council about some of the leadership traits that he's noticed. So let's go right to those comments
2: from the last Merced City town hall. Here we go, Martinez. Um, sir, brief if you can be. Um, if you got questions, uh, uh, we'll do our best to answer them as quickly as possible. Go ahead, sir. My name is Anthony Martinez. I'm a teacher and coach at El Capitan
3: High. I served this council four years from 2016 to 2020. I'd like to talk a little bit about some of the things I learned regarding leadership and its significance. Before I got on
2: council... Sir, could you keep your voice? It's hard, you're hard to hear. Can you keep your voice a little bit? Thank you. Before I got on council... It's better. Yeah, better. This county
3: ranked number one in California in homicides per capita. The unemployment rate in this county was double the nation. By the time I left council with Mayor Murphy and McLeod, we had an unemployment rate that was better than California and our homicide per capita rate was nowhere near the top. It's been only three years and now, unemployment rate, double the nation. Homicide per capita rate, according to the Central Valley Journalism Collaborative, back number one. You read the news and every week you see somebody getting hit by a car. There's so much death and destruction and ugliness. Why? Well, I wonder what changed. Did the community change? Did the people change? Did the elected officials change? Maybe the supervisors, the council, the DA, the school board. Maybe these things changed. Maybe real leadership has a real impact on how this town truly lives. When people come to this microphone, they come with genuine concerns that affect their daily lives. But over these past town halls, all I've really seen is them being dismissed, excuses being made of why they can't be helped, or we act like, well, it's already in place. You just wait. You just wait. It'll get better. You just wait. Man, we've been waiting three years. How has it gotten better? Sometimes people come here and they're lied to. According to this council tonight, both potholes and homelessness have gotten better. I guess I missed that one. I was watching the other day somebody came to this microphone young man had to be in his mid 20s late 20s at the most he's talking about why can't the city use some of its resources to help with homelessness he's talking about why the city can't work with the county to make this place better and the response from council Council councilmember Shane you called him out for Israel and Hamas discussion that happened weeks ago that had nothing to do with what he wanted to talk about and the only reason that that was done not to address the issue he actually brought up but you just wanted to shame him and talk down to him. And then the person to your left and right both chimed in, but no one said a darn thing about what he really wanted to talk about. Instead, it's about Israel and Hamas, which has nothing to do with this. So I'm wondering what what reason was that, other than for your own ego, for your own self-aggrandization, if that's even a word. The point I'm making is this council... When you can put aside your ego and serve the people first, then things are going to start to get better, but until then, that's not going to happen. I think it was mentioned at that same town hall that I'm referencing, Councilmember Bertha was mentioning how the people, you know, how they're treated. How people talk to you and treat you certain ways, and that's not right. Well, I did four years on council, and I haven't been talked to like that. Let me give you a piece of advice. When you can respect your title, then everybody else will too. But if you're arguing and fighting amongst each other, talking down to each other, arguing amongst us, talking down to us, you get what you put out. That's the way the universe works to everyone. You create your own world by the what you put out. What you put out is what you get back. And right now, the city of Merced for misleaders, we ain't getting much. Maybe it's because you guys aren't really putting out much. I don't know. But here's what I do know. Over time, everything changes. So if Merced, it seems like it's hopeless, it ain't hopeless. You just need to be patient. We can change this, Merced. If they won't, we can. That's all I got.
0: All right, next. So, not really asking any questions, more so uh, addressing the uh, council if you will. And now let's go into some comments by uh, individual who represents the Merced Disc Golf Club and over there at Farrens Park. Mr. Beach.
4: Good evening, everybody. Uh, Thank you, City Council members, Mayor, staff, administration, for your service and dedication to our community. Your job is not easy, and most don't realize juggling is a very hard task. So again, thank you for hearing the people and for providing a path forward. I wanna take this time to give a special thank you to the Parks and Rec Department and the Public Works Department, uh, the staff and the leadership for their constant efforts and always looking ahead, always trying to stay on it. Um, They don't get the things that they deserve. Uh, Really wanna give a special thank you to the Mayor and City Councilwoman Sarah Boyle for coming to our most recent board meeting for the Merced Disc Golf Club. We're a growing entity and we have a great passion for the city and we hope to help it move forward into a bright future. I'm here today to specifically talk about Ference Park, Um, the Buena Vista Lot area, the main park, and the side near the Public Works and Water Basin area. If you are unfamiliar with this location, part of it is beautiful and part of it is scary, uh, to be clear and frank. Um, I love this park. I spend a good majority of my time there. I usually put in 10 to 20 hours of volunteer work a week at that place. Just me personally, not counting my wife and the club of up to 85 members. We love this place and we put our heart and soul into it as the city knows and does I see the mayor out there in Bear Creek Yacht Club putting in extreme amounts of work trying to make sure that that place stays at the impeccable level it should be because it is a glorious and magnificent landscape in the backdrop of Merced Uh, one of the things I want to bring up is the fact that that back area, even though it is stated and posted, authorized access only or authorized vehicles only, it is not able to be enforced. There is no security barriers. There is nothing stopping any sort of bad activity from happening. I personally want to sit here and ask you to please change this. As a man that puts in a lot of hours to make sure that this place is beautiful, I personally just had my car vandalized this last week. Somebody took a hatchet to the very back of my truck. That hurts I was literally putting four hours of work in at the park for that to happen we'd come back to my vehicle for that I suppose it's because I ask people to leave when they should not be there because they are back there fornicating doing bad things committing violence vandalism uh, building encampments starting fires using drugs Uh, I find a lot of weapons. I don't know what those are used for, but I would suppose not anything good. I found IV bags and needles. I have kids that come out there and play. It scares me. It scares me to bring people out. I'm literally about to hold an event for 210 people, and that's just registrants. In June. And every time we set up for events, we go out there and we make big efforts, try to revitalize that park, not let them see that darker side. Try to let them see Merced as what we know it can be and what it should be. It's hard to do that when we're picking up needles and kicking away uh, encampments, literally just trash, debris, prophylactics everywhere, but throughout the parking lots, you can't get out of your vehicle without stepping in one. And all that would take is, and I know the police force is tasked as it is, a few more rotations on Friday nights when you know those kids are out there having a party or going through that backside near the Public Works area and trying to just spotlight every little bit helps and I can't ask for much because I know there's not much to give but I want you to know what we're working against as you can tell I'm passionate about this I brought my family to this my wife asked me last week why are we doing this why do we give everything that we have to this park into this place into this community if we can be protected in what we're trying to accomplish and I can call the police and I can hope that they'll show up if they can And the best that I can get is data tracking right now and I accept that because it's a path forward and I'm all about moving forward but you need to know that we're out here trying to start veteran programs and programs for kids to get them into a path that can lead them into a brighter future and save a life or two because God knows anything will help these kids nowadays pulling a kid's face out of a cell phone is a chore and this provides a path And we want to help build that path throughout this community and make it an iconic piece for something like what we do. And we need your help. We need a barrier. I need two poles and a chain with a shared padlock so we can still go put our work in and you can help protect the community. Because there are people back there doing good things, walking dogs, out there with their loved one, trying to put in time and effort and just be a part of a community in an open public space. And they should be able to be in a safe space and do that. And I've talked to you all before. You've seen my face. You know who I am. I hope you can hear my voice and hear our concerns, because they are great. And it doesn't just come down to what Public Works can do or what Parks and Rec can do. It's what the city can do and what you can put on your docket and what you can approve. And making a safer location with additional lights, additional parking, additional police presence. Not even stopping necessarily, but enough to pass through to where it makes a difference. But anything helps. And those barriers, I know they won't stop everything, but they'll stop an RV from coming through or somebody in a Jetta. I literally had to pull a Kia Soul out of the deep mud ruts from people taking their four-wheelers through and just tearing up the park. And this is the area we play, where we're constantly going through. It's just gone. It's destroyed. I called the police. They came out, Officer Drees, and thank him. He was able to actually catch a kid that was doing donuts out there after I asked him not to and just belligerently doing so. And he brought him back, and he... Helped him learn a lesson from that experience. Okay. That's what policing should be. And I applaud him for that. And the police force for doing that. And I want you to know the type
2: of man he was to do that. Sorry. Chief lost you to just uh, Yeah, if you got anything new, feel free, to yeah, we gotta, we gotta still got more people who need we need to accommodate as well. I understand, sir. Um generally
4: lighting along the street-side parking lot, increased parking presence, a uh, redesign of the current existing structures, in addition of in other areas. Again, we're trying to hopefully get this other portion of Farron's uh, reworked landscape things of that nature we want to put that effort and energy
2: in and we're raising money to do those things and anything will help again yeah, thank you mayor appreciate it no you. thank you sir we appreciate everything you do everything your club does for that park you've guys done a lot really to turn it's really come a long ways to be honest in the last decade and keep working with chris and juan and we'll, we'll follow up off offline too and i know there's i sort potentially going to discuss certain things at our strategic planning session about you know ways going forward to improve ferrens park and uh, you know we know you guys got a lot of love for it and i think we all share that vision and that love as well well and we'll continue to kind of personally and, and as a city to, to keep fighting for it as well thank you right, anybody else want to add anything we'll come back after the
0: break and address those comments again uh pretty emotional there about how he sees Farron's park and really how a lot of people see the entire city of merced because uh it's it's getting bad out there and uh, you're going to hear that throughout this town hall some of the comments made by the residents. We'll be covering it right after these brief commercial breaks. My name's Casey Steve, the voice of your valley on Reset's News Talk Station 107.3 FM 1480 AM KYOS. We'll see you after the break. Hey, here we are. Saturday morning, just uh, dance, dance, dancing, right? Coming to you uh, every Saturday with some original content. My is Casey Steve, the voice of your valley on Citizen Watch. Mercedes News Talk Station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM. Came West. That's right. Can't stop the feeling, baby. Coming off the uh, Valentine's Day holiday. Take a little time off. I was a little under the weather. Cut the something, I don't know. Was, any, any COVID test to uh, check out things, but so far, so good. We're still with you uh, here on Saturday, bringing you the update from the last Merced City town hall held over there at Chenoweth. Chenoweth School, my old alma mater spent... what? Uh, well, kindergarten was actually over at uh, Burbank, Luther. Burbank. I think they were still building Chenoweth. This is the reason I had to go over there. Anyway, uh, the last comment, we heard a couple of comments. The first one was from... Anthony Martinez, you may remember him, a blast from the past, Tony the Tiger Martinez. He uh, was uh, on the city council and actually decided to be mayor. I think he ran against Matt Serato, or maybe it was Mayor Murphy. Could have been Mayor Murphy. I think it was that long ago. Served with Mayor Murphy, Mike Murphy, former mayor. And I believe. Matt was on the council with Anthony but Anthony as you heard some pretty pointed comments about leadership or lack of uh, elected officials and not only at the city council level but just how things have changed since he's off the council the murder rate unemployment rate back to where it was before he was on the council and you know miraculously when he was there it all got better and since he's been gone well it's it's gotten worse or the same than it was before he got there. I don't know if he's trying to make a tie to his ability or just how time things go up and down, but uh, very, very, talking about uh, karma, the cosmic winds, if you will. And uh, so I thought it was interesting, because every once in a while, Anthony will come out of the woodwork and uh, and, uh, give his two cents, or maybe it's Maybe it's just one And then the, uh, the the person I found really interesting Probably throughout the whole night That had the most emotion uh, Was Mr. Beach Who uh, evidently is very instrumental In the Merced Disc Golf Club You'd call them the Frisbee Frisbee Golf Whatever these You know they use the uh, You know the the whammo The, the uh, I don't know who makes these things But it's, a, it's quite a, a sport Unto itself I've actually seen it on TV Televised Very 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 uh, I think there's some pretty good money for some of these guys that are really professional with it. And you're thinking, who are these guys? They have 85 members. And they're out there trying to make the uh, Farron's Park, Farron's Creek area, which goes from R Street all the way up to 59, quite a stretch of land, hab- habitable for families and kids to have a good time. And as you heard in his voice... Uh, just really having a hard time with some of the uh, people, and I use the term loosely. That, that go over there and just make a mess of things. Use it for illegal activity, dumping, uh, living, starting fires, vandalism. Uh, what did he say? There's weapons, uh, bags, needles, IV bags, needles all over the place where kids are are trying to uh, you know enjoy themselves. He says it's the darker side of Merced It really is, the drug abusers The, the people we have to put up with On a, on a really a daily basis Along our creeks and waterways And in our neighborhoods Because they're the ones breaking into your homes And that sort of thing It's very, very uh, disappointing uh, to Mr. Beach His truck was vandalized And his wife asked him Why? Why are you doing this? Why should we do this? And again, he sees the good in Merced As so many of us do and there's a love for this community that we share and that we... Well, we've seen the better side, but it's so frust- frustrating. Instead of Farron's Park, it's, it should be Frustration Park or the Scary Park. Because you can't use it. And you have people, 85 people in this case, not to mention his acknowledgement of, of the Bear Creek Yacht Club. The help that they've given The other uh, Merced Walks, I believe, has been down there before, way before the Bear Creek Yacht Club. Again, a lot of efforts, but we don't seem to be making progress. So he asked for some basic things like lighting, you know, two poles and a chain just to keep people off some of these back ways where they go and do no good. And asking for the police to help, which again is... Is tough because they're they're just there's not enough of them to go around. You can't commit the the time that you'd really like to. The Chiefs answer the chief evidently loves cameras. I, I somewhat understand the uh, the ease of that, but I will just ask the chief to look into the past usage here in the city of Merced, specifically downtown, the downtown core. Seems like a uh, a lot of efforts were done When there was past crime downtown Especially after the UC came to town There were some incidents And uh, we had the camera go up The eyeball, the ball in the sky You know, Big Brother But who's watching it? And what about responding to the scene Once you do see something? And I think that gets uh, very, very expensive I think boots on the ground Troops in the field Specialized patrols That's the answer to me But uh, again I know the cameras. are uh, very And again, how, how many do you have to You know, Farron's Park, Farron's Creek area You need uh, quite a few cameras Almost a dedicated person Just to keep an eyeball on that place So again, we have a lot of citizens That are out there The Merced Disc Golf Club Trying to make a difference But feeling the frustration Their loved ones asking Why are you doing this? Why are you putting yourself out there? But again, they share a love of the vision of what Merced can be and what it should be and asking those elected leaders to help. So we'll see where it goes as far as more patrols and that sort of thing and how long it takes to uh, deploy the camera system. But in the meantime, nothing beats, uh, you know, just rolling through the park and seeing what's happened. Cutting a couple of field interviews or whatever we call them here and, uh, you know, making sure uh, registration's legal, you know, all those things. All those things that just make what most normal people do. You know, they make sure they have insurance, proof of insurance, their cars registered, you know, no broken windshield, blah, blah, blah. And uh, we have a lot of people running around out there causing a lot of mayhem that, uh, well, it just needs to be tightened up. And so Mr. Beach's comments were uh, very warranted. Let's go into, we're kind of jumping around the meeting here. The first part of the meeting. Uh, another lady gave, uh, got up, talked about uh, the Northwood neighborhood, uh, called it the Daytona 500, and it is, if, if you know anybody that lives on Northwood between M and R, it's kind of a shortcut that people use, uh, they should it, and not only is it uh, bad on driving, it's bad on drainage. When it rains over there, you certainly will not be driving uh, the Northwood 500 because they close it down uh, for rain delay because it floods. There's only two gutters. On the whole street between M and R And it just highlights some of the uh, Well, some of the shortcomings Over there, but also She discusses her opinions on uh, Who the fire department should be hiring Or not hiring, and uh, Chief Parker actually responds later on I don't think we'll have a chance to play that before the Before the break, but uh, Here's Miss Phillips over there on Northwood Drive complaining about several Things that, well, are all too familiar Especially when it comes to traffic Traffic
5: Ms. Phillips. My name is LaVon Phillips, and I have several concerns. Oh, The first one is traffic. I live on Northwood Drive, not the Indianapolis 500 or Daytona 500. I mean, they just fly up and down. I've called the police over and over. They told me to call Sergeant McKenna. I tried to call him three or four times. He said he was on vacation for two weeks. If somebody's on vacation, nobody does that job. So then when I finally got him, he said, oh well, I have about 85 calls and I'll eventually get around to you. You know, you want us to support the police. Okay, I've called them several times. They never come out to try to, inv- did you get, a, did you get a, a, the license plate? They be going so fast, I can't get the license plate. Then, uh, we're always talking about traffic. Raise your hand if you can count if you could define patch or fix. If you if you can define patch or fix. That's all you do, you patch. I, I let, you go down our street, it's like riding on a, a horse and buggy road. It's terrible. Yeah. And, and and I'm not the only one. A friend of mine told me she she had to go get new tires because riding on if, if I had to get new tires, the city gonna go put them on. And the next thing I uh I live Ramler is behind me. They have no sidewalks. Every time, my street has been flooded so many times recently because of the water. And I think they say they have one or two uh, places that you could do water. But uh,
2: I asked. Storm drains. Yeah,
5: storage. I mean, you know, it comes out. Water is up to here on my street. I'm, I'm walking in water. And they come out. I, I, water stands in front of my house. I don't know where it's coming from. It's coming from and I call the city three or four times. Oh, there's nothing we can do about it. Well, I'm like Janet Jackson. What have you done for me lately? Everybody's pushing marriage seat. but what have you done for me lately? When I call you, you don't show up or you don't do nothing. And I, you know, it, I've been in this city, city for 36 years this time. And I don't know why the military made my husband come back. I wasn't too happy about it, but we're here. But anyway, uh, didn't they talk about firemen and policemen? Why is it, I talk to the chief every time I see him, why we haven't had an uh, African-American fireman since Denson and Walker, and, and that's over 20 years. And he said he can't find, where are you looking? On wrong. If you need somebody to help you recruit, I can help you you always say, oh, we can't find any. Well, where are you looking? Chief?
2: LeVon, LeVon you got to speak to us. We, oh. we can't hear you in the, without oh, the microphone. I, I wanted him to make sure. Yeah, we got to talk to you. Okay. We, we can't hear you without the microphone. Okay,
5: well, my question is, we're supposed to be a colorblind society, and I don't see nobody that look like me on at fire department, and I can't believe they got a, no females either. Uh, Fresno has a uh, female chief. I guess they found her. I I just want to know why is it that you can't get the help that you want or need in the city? Of course the city is growing, and it's gonna continue to grow as long as we got the university, but the problem being, last January, we were given a survey, and we were supposed to say, what are the priorities, right? You remember y'all sent out a survey? I got it, I don't know about the rest of the people, but I got it, and I put my priority. And I don't, streets, jobs, Homelessness, help for the veterans, what are we doing about any of those things that you had on there? What what are you doing for the veterans? What are you doing for the homelessness? And another thing here, they're building houses all around Merced, but the people that live in Merced can't afford them. I have friends paying rent $1,500 for a one-bedroom. That's ridiculous. If you're paying $1,500 for a one bedroom, when are you gonna be able to buy a house? We need to do something about housing. Housing was one of my priority. Low rent housing, I have a house, my house paid for, so I, so you, you ain't helping me out, but you need to help the people that need help. And, and I don't see the city doing nothing. Uh, and, but I want to know about this, wa- this traffic. I called a guy and he found, oh, he, he said that there's, they had eight people in the department and now they only have one. That's what one person told me. The other person told me they had four. So is it four or is it five or is it seven? I mean, make up your mind. You know, that's one thing I can do read, write, count, and speak English. Thank you. Okay.
0: So again, I, a very colorful language, very uh, somewhat entertaining. Uh, Miss Phillips evidently came, coming here uh, the second time for for the Air Force. Her husband dragging her along, anyway. Uh, but some of the comments uh, she made about the fire department, I was glad to see Chief Parker uh, showed up and talk uh, about that and the efforts they've made, especially in recruitment, uh, lowering the bars, uh, the obstacles. I guess you would say, not lowering the bars, but lowering the obstacles. Uh, to employment uh, before Chief Parker came up, there was a, a member of the audience that got up and said, "Hey, why do we always have to play the race card?" And uh, I've I've often said this that uh, too often we seem to look at color of skin as opposed to content of carrot a content of character or ability. And again, hearing Chief Parker's response, uh, which we'll get into after the break, because again these these segments go quick. Uh, You'll hear you'll hear why it's difficult to uh, to get people on uh, the fire department and public safety in general. Police department uh, suffers some of the same uh, percentages you'll hear from Chief Parker. After the break of Citizen Watch, my name's Casey Steed, the voice of your Valley on Merced's News Talk Station one hundred and seven point three FM, fourteen eighty AM, KYOS. Hang with us. We'll be right back. Hey, can not stop you, hot there on the mic can't stop the feeling saturday morning my name's Casey steve the voice of your valley on so uh, mercedes uh yeah just keep dancing. So keep dancing on Merced's news talk station 107.3 fm 1480 am kyos oh i tell you it's uh, the rain is coming supposedly the atmospheric river what's it what is today have i even given the date out yet february 17th that's right 2024 after valentine's day had such a wonderful wonderful time so uh, happy that you uh, are here with us. We absolutely love having you here with us every single weekend. And just to give you a little programming note, next week we're going to have our candidates' corner. That's right, the election is coming up. A lot of people have already got their ballots out there. Uh, they believe they came out came out last week. I actually went through some training at elections this week because going to be helping out at the. Uh the vote center over there on election day, maybe before if they need extra help, but right now just scheduled for the day of, which is gonna be a long one. I hear they do a potluck, so it sounds like fun, but uh they polls open at seven AM. That's early for a case and then Well not really, you know, we get up to do the news some days. And uh, so we gotta be there at six and then it goes till I think seven or eight or eight. It's a long time. It's a long, long day. you got to make sure everything's secure and this and that. I learned so much going through the training uh, that the county put on over there at the the bunker. I don't think there's a window in that place. Over there uh, by the old MCMC, uh, by the D Street Shelter. Wonderful training, really eye-opening. You know that there are 5,000 different ballots, over 5,000 different ballots just in Merced County. And you say, Casey, how can that be possible? Well, there are 700 and some odd precincts. And precincts are about as uh, dinky as you get it or break it up into areas, you know, this side of the street, that side of the street, wherever you live, uh, is determined by what precinct you're in. And there's 700 of those, over 700. And in each uh, primary election, there are seven seven different ballots. And you say, why are there seven different ballots for each precinct? A precinct is a defined area. Why can't we have just one ballot? Well... Because in a primary election, you have different parties. You have the Republicans. You have the Democrats. You have the Peace and Freedom. You have the Green Party. You have the, uh, what is it, the Libertarians. You have all kinds of, do not uh, decline the state or no party preference, I guess is what it is, NPP. So there's all these different, uh, seven, different parties. So seven, and this is, you talk about MCOE math, I trust them on the numbers because Mel Levy, And the people over there at the elections department And I'm sure mom checked the map It is amazing So seven ballots per precinct Times 700 and some odd precincts Trust me on this Over 5,000 different ballots So you say are they going to have 5,000 different ballots At every voting station Yes, but not already printed They're in a memory It's amazing what you can put on silicone these days So they're going to have this uh, uh, Printer It's a big, safe you know, there's seals all over it. It's like you're using the gas puppet Arco. You know, there's no skimmers. There's no, no funny business going on. Very, very, very secure. The chain of custody. Two people at all times uh, handle this equipment and these devices and things like that. So at each voting center, they're going to have this printer. And you're going to go in and you're going to give their name to some guy like me. And I'm going to look you up and I'm going to say, is this your information? And you're going to go, yeah. And then it's going to have a ballot number. And uh, guess where they go? One to 5,200, I forget what it is, crazy. And so that's going to print out, then you're going to, they are going to send you over and they're going to print out your specific ballot based on your party, your this, that, the other thing. And so some of the obvious things that come up since this is a party preferential uh, race is, uh, well, what if I want to vote for somebody from another party? Well, not this time, unless you change your party. And what you can do at the voting center. It's amazing what you can do at the voting center. You can do almost anything at the voting center. I think there's only one thing you have to go down to the county building for. And uh, that's, uh, even then, I think it's uh, subjective. Anyway, the voting center can can handle it all. So if you want to change your party so you can vote for you know whoever you want to vote for. But as it was explained to us in the class, you're not voting for the president. Or you're not voting for... The individual you're just voting for the candidate from your party if you are so uh, in you know enrolled registered. So anyway, lots of uh, fascinating data and information, especially when it comes to the number of ballots uh, that these machines can print out. So don't be afraid if you're in Atwater and uh, or you live in water and say you come to merced for ice cream or something and you say you know i want to vote and you go to the voting and you say you know i'm running by oh let's just say christian life center and you go by there and you say hey i know that guy there and you ask for a ballot you will get the ballot that you uh, well hopefully have received already in the mail but the one you would have gotten at your house will be printed out for you in, uh, in beautiful font and everything You can read it And whatever language I mean, it's just absolutely unbelievable They actually have a video translation service It's not cheap We were told to make sure you disconnect the call If you ever use it Because evidently, uh, you know Maybe it got put on hold accidentally Five bucks a minute for this service And a person talks to you in the language That you're used to talking in so, if you have somebody come and we don't have an interpreter, which we have many, I think, what, five languages, and, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe they're busy or something, have this video service where you can actually, you know, look into the iPad, the screen, back and forth, uh, just absolutely amazing. You can bring multiple people to vote with you, to help you vote if you need that kind of assistance. Again, it was it was fascinating training. Really have to congratulate the registrar voters for streamlining it, making it easy. If I could understand it. Anybody could understand it. Let me tell you, I'm looking forward uh, to Election Day. Let's get back into the uh, City of Merced Town Hall. We were covering uh, some things before we left. This uh, one particular lady was talking about the Northwood 500 and uh, how uh, busy it is over there. And uh, talking about some of the hiring practices over there at the fire department. And I'd love to get Chief Parker's response. Uh, Very interesting. You'll hear some of the numbers when he talks about recruits they go through. So let's get
2: right into that what you're doing in that in the respect or in respect to the uh, uh, to, in, or in response to the comment that miss phillips made absolutely
1: so i'll, I'll target you right here um, so we have had uh, we have had a lot of internal discussions we've had discussions with members of council uh, previous council members of the public we've we've held our plan committees in public um, and diversity is 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 really at the top of our list um, I, I feel obligated to uh to, to share not just with LeVon but with everybody else like what does it take to become a firefighter and I'm not talking about the schooling part but I'm I'm talking about actually working for the city of Merced it's not as simple as just going down and turning in an application and then you show up the next day and you work on the fire engine um, we've done a lot of changes uh, in the previous three years uh, previous to, to to me coming here it was required that somebody have uh, attended school and they are an EMT um, they were also required to have attended a fire Academy we got rid of that why did we get rid of that because we need to remove the barriers okay we need to remove the barriers Barriers that allow people or that do not allow people to, to take a career and choose that some people aren't fortunate enough to take six months out of their lives to go to school and not have an occupation during that period of time we recognize that so we made those changes because I listened to you you specifically okay we stood on the staircase down at City Hall we had a conversation and I listened to you so I'm gonna tell you this we we went out and we applied for as I target you um, we uh, we applied for a federal grant this federal grant that we're we're leveraging to open up station 56 in the Bellevue Ranch area which is void of a fire station um, allows us to put on 24 extra people in that process we had to post the position we we received the most applications that we have in anybody that works for the fire department Tenure now. nope we have never received 617 applications for uh, for positions. We hit social media. We, we did town halls. We 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 looked for people. We had personal conversations. I was hitting up friends saying, I need you to apply. We got 617 applications. That then turned into a number in the 300s that took the written test. Then they were given an interview if they met a certain score, and then they had to pass a physical agility. We went from 617 down to a list of 47 now without giving too much detail we have we have provided uh, conditional job offers to 27 people because we have the 24 from the safer grant and three additional vacancies and we have met what we discussed and now that person has to meet all the backgrounds uh, but we listen to you okay so i hope you can accept that as as the status update Um, but what i don't want to get into is i don't want to say that we're going to go out and look for one specific whatever we're not. We're looking for diversity as a whole because that makes us all better in the end. So we are accomplishing that. Now, in addition to that, we recognize that we have some, some voids within our community in the EMS world, and that's another area where we can strengthen our diversity. Uh, we just need council to support us, and, and we, we have some homework to do on our end, but support us with single role EMTs and paramedics, and we can further um, those diversity needs. Does that answer your question? Yes, Chief. Thank you. Okay.
0: So very interesting to me that uh, out of 617 applications, after the written test, you, uh, you half of those are gone. And then after you do the agility and some of the 47, and then you make 27 job offers, and they still, so you get 27 out of 617. I can tell you that's, uh, well, 10% would be 60, because I can do 10s real good. So 27, let's see if we can do this. That would be 3. That's yeah, not three like fifty-five percent. There it is. Five percent of the people make it. Unbelievable. So, uh, and then they still have to go through background. So it's very, very interesting uh, that uh, that uh, what what the chief has dealt with, and that's after he's got twenty some million dollars of grant money. Let's go to another couple of comments. This is about Rhodes The guy that lives in the county, but some of the observations he makes when he comes into town
6: good evening mayor and council and staff my name is Gilbert Arias I don't actually live in the city however I was drawn to this forum because I read the article about the speeding and the traffic I live in count in the county district 2 mr. Pedrozo is my rep and so far we've had no uh, resolution or help from mr. Pedrozo so that's my first point is that the county is are the city is not the only entity that has a speeding and Traffic problem. We have a severe problem because with the parkway and from McKee to the parkway, I live off of Olive, um, and the traffic is horrendous and it's non stop. So, so far, we've had no help from Mr. Pedrozo. My other two issues are, I noticed when we um, come into town that uh, there's a lot more graffiti all over town. And also, we noticed that, um, you know, there's quite a few homeless people that seem to congregate at certain areas. And then they might be gone for a day or two, and then they come back. So, I'm not sure what the city is doing to address that issue or those two issues, but um, the the, um, graffiti and the homeless seem to be a major issue cosmetically when we come into town. Um, I've never really had to um, encounter any homeless people. In fact, I've, I've tried to help those that i can like i'll buy them maybe something to eat or one they might have a dog and i'll offer them um a little sweater for their dogs but otherwise i don't have problems with them however you know it seems like they should have their designated area or some safe area for them to to live so i'm not sure what the city has planned or has done for that Yeah.
0: So, again, you know, the city limits sometimes aren't easily defined, uh, a little blurry between that and the county. But people notice and uh, not note the issues that plague the city also plague the county. So I wanted to play that. We're going to go into the bonus half hour. We'll bring you some more content. On Citizen Watch, my name is Casey Steve, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk Station, 107.3 FM, 1480. I can't stop them. Hey, it's been so wonderful having you with us. Hopefully we'll see you next weekend. Oh, and don't forget, I was going to let you know, a uh, programming note, Monica Sinai Donabed will be on Canada's Corner at 9 a.m. next Saturday. You don't want to miss it. Very, very important uh, races coming up. Again, your ballots have been mailed to you, but you want to listen next weekend to the special Candidates Corner edition. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.